Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. We're back! Finally. After several long weeks, we are happy to bring Little Man Big Mouth back to you. So let's go see what is happening in the sports world this week. Our first news story... COVID strikes again and again in the NFL. Several teams have canceled practices, changed their schedules, and put top players on the shelf. We still hope to have a full season, but COVID is making that look less likely. Next in the news, the Lakers are NBA champions! LeBron James and Anthony Davis won the title by beating Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. You knew LeBron would not leave the NBA bubble without a ring. Now that he has four championships, he is still two behind Michael Jordan in the category of ring plus minus. In other news, injury alert! As if having a losing record wasn't bad enough, the Dallas Cowboys lost their star quarterback, Dak Prescott, for the, for the season. Prescott injured his ankle and knew immediately that, he, that it was a serious injury as he left the in tears. Hopefully the surgery went well and we will get to see him on the field next year. Strange news alert! An endangered 21-year-old lemur is missing and may have been stolen from the San Francisco Zoo. The ring-tailed lemur named Maki is among the oldest of the primates at the zoo. San Francisco Police Department officers say Maki was last seen as an enclo- in his enclosure on Tuesday. They are investigating a possible break-in at the habitat and are calling on the public to help with any information leading to the animal's whereabouts. Dr. Jason Waters, spokesman from the zoo, said, We understand that lemurs are adorable animals, but Maki is a highly endangered animal that requires special care. We are asking the public for help in his return. I say enough monkeying around. It's time for the zoo to move it, move it. Find Maki and bring the lemur home. Our next segment is unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some news and opinions from the week and give you my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes. They are in fuego. Our first question is, will the NFL season finish on time? I think it will finish on time. The NFL will push for the season to finish on time. Even if teams will play fewer games, they will finish the season and get to the Super Bowl on time. Our second question is, the Houston Astros were just eliminated from the baseball playoffs. Will more fans cheering for the team to win or for the cheating Astros to lose this year? I think more fans were cheering for the cheating Astros to lose this year because they cheated several year, for several years and got caught but no punishment. So nobody wanted them in the World Series. Nobody Our third question is, with so many teams playing short schedules and delaying games with COVID-19, should college football change its playoff structure this year to have more teams? Yes, 
This is the year we have all been waiting for. Let's do a March Madness of football. We can call it, call it February Freakout or January Jamboree. Whatever we call it, it's going to be crazy. And last but not least, Coke or Pepsi. Well, I don't like, I like neither of them. But for experiments and for fun times, I would pick Coke. Because Coke and Mentos. And that does it for my unscripted reaction. Our next segment is Stick by Your Picks. For those new to the show, Gabe and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. We pick out winners for five games each week. These are Iron Clyde picks. That's right, we are very confident we will not change our minds or our picks, no matter what happens between now and the game. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know that you should not bet your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. Time to catch up as we look back on our stick by your picks. Announcer, where do we stand after week five? Through the first week, both Jonah and Gabriel were off to hot starts. Jonah was a perfect 5-0, outdueling Gabriel by one game who went 4-1. The difference? The Tennessee Titans kicker Goskowski made a winning field goal against Gabriel's Broncos. Then we move into week two, not their best showing. Pretty much the opposite of great. The Falcons blowing their lead against the Cowboys did not help. Jonah went 1-4. Gabriel went 2-3 leaving them tied after two weeks with records of six wins and four losses. Week three proved to be pretty balanced. Both Jonah and Gabriel ended up with records of three and two, overall moving to nine wins and six losses, still above 500. In week four, there was another close one. Jonah squeaked out a one-game lead over Gabriel, now at 12 and eight, while 11 and nine for Gabriel. In week five, both Jonah and Gabriel started to wish they had a time machine at this point, like Bill and Ted in their excellent adventure. Gabriel did call the fact that Justin Herbert would be starting for the Chargers, but neither one of them saw the Vegas upset of the Chiefs. They did get in the Broncos-Patriots game that was delayed by COVID, and by the time the dust settled, Gabriel moved into the lead, having gone 4-2 and over the week. Now he was up to 15-11, and while Jonah had fallen to 14 wins and 12 losses. Which brings us now to week 12 as we make our picks. Thank you, Ananto. Please tell us the first game. The Dallas Cowboys visit the Baltimore Ravens. With Lamar Jackson's speed, the Cowboys' defense will not be able to even touch him. I agree with you. The ball... The Baltimore Ravens will win this one as their defense will hold in check CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper by putting the load on Elliott, who can't carry all of it. Announcer, what is the next game? The Chargers go up to Gillette Stadium and visit the Patriots. The Patriots will have no problem beating the Chargers because they don't have Melvin Gordon, the Thunder. I totally disagree with you. The Patriots will lose this one at home as Justin Herbert will be able to beat the veteran Cam Newton as he will choke late in the fourth quarter. Announcer, what is the next game? 
The Seattle Seahawks host the Giants. Mr. Unlimited will be Danny Dimes, big time, as Jamal Adam and Bobby Wagner will demolish Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. I agree with you. Danny Dimes will have no chance throwing the ball while Bobby Wagner stands in, in his way. Announcer, what is the next game? The Kansas City Chiefs play host to the Denver Broncos. Drew Locked and Loaded will beat the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chiefs' secondary last year was 23rd in the league, even with the Honey Badger. And Denver will destroy the Chiefs. I disagree with you. The Chiefs will destroy the Broncos' defense because Patrick Mahomes will throw over 600 yards in that game. Announcer, what is the last game? The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen travel to visit the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. With the Bills' addition of Stephon Diggs and having one of the best secondaries, they will beat a OK Jimmy G whose passer rating last year was behind Ryan Tannehill's. I disagree on you for this one. The 49ers will win this one. Even if the Bills have a great secondary, they will have no chance against George Kittle and the 49ers. And that does it, folks, for Stick by Your Picks. Now, Gabe has a few words about the NFL so far. So now that you have heard how we picked for the first five weeks, this is what we have learned. The Falcons cannot hold a lead. The Steelers have the best defensive rookie wide receiver. The Buccaneers are not going to win the Super Bowl. Tannehill is for real. The Browns are back. And COVID-19 is controlling the NFL. Thank you, Gabriel. Now it's time for Heroes and Zeros. Gabriel, stick around. Thank you, Jonah. This is Heroes and Zeros, where we look at the best and the worst in the sports world. It's been a while, so we have a couple of zeros to hand out this week. First, the Kansas City Chiefs fans who attended the opening game of the NFL season. These terrible fans booed when players had a moment of unity at the start of the game to support racial justice. Definitely a stadium full of zeros. Our second zero of the week is Novak Djokovic. He earned zero status for hitting a line judge in the neck with a tennis ball at the U.S. Open. This was a stupid and careless move that could have caused serious injury. Djokovic was thrown out of the tournament for his actions. What a zero. Our last zero of the week is Florida Gators football coach Dan Mullen. A sore loser after being thumped by Texas A&M. Mullen demanded that the swamp be filled with 90,000 fans to give him a better home field advantage. Mullen said he wanted this despite COVID-19 spreading like wildfire. The next day, Florida football announced that almost 20 players tested positive for the virus, and the next game would be will be canceled. Smooth move, Coach Mullen. A true zero of the week. On the happier side, our hero of the week is NBA star Russell Westbrook. Westbrook left an $8,000 tip to housekeeping when it came time for him to leave the NBA bubble at Disney. Westbrook simply explained, they took great care of us. 
This tip was a great act of generosity, recognizing the hard work of the hotel staff who helped during the bubble. This is especially kind since Westbrook is known to be a neat freak who keeps his hotel rooms spotless on the road. Thank you, Russell Westbrook, for being our hero this week. Now back to you, Jonah. Now it's time for Perfect 10, Sports Trivia with an Attitude. We have two contestants who go head-to-head 10 questions with a special tiebreaker in case of emergency. Each contestant will shout out their name as a way to buzz in. They are playing for prize, not prize. But if one of them manages the ultimate feat and get a perfect 10, all 10 answers right, they will win the prize of a lifetime. And let's meet our contestants. In this corner, we have Sam. And in this corner, our champion, Zachary. How you doing, guys? Good. Doing pretty good. I'm ready to win. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Now, Zach, Sam, are you ready to rumble? Yeah. Good. Here's our first question. Question one. What does MVP stand for? Zach. Sam. Zach. Most valuable player. That is correct. Zach is in the lead, one zip. Question two. Name three college football bowl subdivision teams based in Texas. Zach. Zach. The Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Um, never mind. That's all I got. Damn, do you, do you have an uh, answer? I do not. So the correct answers could have been Texas A&M, TCU. Oh, my gosh. Univer- uh, Baylor, SMU, University of Texas at El Paso. So now our third question. What team does Chris Paul play for? Zach. Zach. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, that is correct. Two zip. Sam, you got to get on the board. I do. Question four. What trophies are awarded to the NHL champions? Zach. Zach. Stanley Cup? That is correct. Yeah. Zach is up three zip. Question five. How many points is a touchdown worth? Zach. Sam. Six. Yes, that is correct. Four zip. Sam, you gotta get on the board. I know, I gotta. Question six. What term is used to describe a score of three on a Paul five? Zach. Ball? Sam. Zach. Um, a par? No. Oh, God. I'll read the question again. What term is used to describe a score of three on a Paul five golf hole? Sam. Or is it? Oh, um, is it an eagle? That is correct. It is one, four, Sam finally got on the board. Question number seven. What, at which college was Gatorade invented? Sam. Sam. Um, University of Florida. That is correct. It is two, four. Sam is trying to come back here. Question eight. Which team won the NBA National Championship last year? Zach. Zach. Um, the Raptors. 
That is correct. Okay. It is two five. Question nine. What is the name given when the score is 40-40 in a tennis match? Sam. Sam. Uh, deuce. That is correct. 3-5. Question 10. How many small rings does Tom Brady have? Zach. Zach. Five. That is incorrect. Oh, my gosh. Sam, do you oh. Yes. Is it uh, seven? No. Zach. Zach. You cannot answer again. Oh. The answer was six. Oh, I was gonna say. Congratulations, Zach. You have won five three. Good try, Sam. Good job, Zach. Thank you. Great job, Zach. Now, if you get one more win, you go to the tournament of champions. Think you can be the champ? Email me at littlemanbigmouthshow at gmail.com. What would sports talk be without this? Bupkis. So here's my list of the day. Top five NFL fan bases. Number five, Paco fans, a.k.a. Cheeseheads. Lambeau Field is a sea of fans literally wearing cheese on their heads. Number four, Seahawks fans, a.k.a. the 12th man. The Seahawks fans are so loud, they make the whole stadium shake, and opponents feel weak in the knees. Number three, Eagles fans. Everyone fears these fans, known for their wild behavior. They once booed and Chuck Snowballs and Santa Claus. The Eagles even put a jail in their stadium to deal with out-of-control Philly fans. Number two, Bills Mafia. Maybe it's because of the super cold weather, but Bills fans are on the edge. These rabid supporters of Buffalo football will do anything, even jumping off of trucks and breaking tables. And finally, my number one fan base, Raiders fans, the Black Hole. They wear crazy and scary costumes that intimidate any opposing fans. Any opposing fan. Every game is like Halloween. The Black Hole is by far the most intense fan base. Alright, thanks for joining me for this edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast service. Listen, subscribe, and review to let others know how much you love the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Little Man Big Mouth Show. This has been a Hefeweizen podcast production.